welcome to episode 31 of Frightmares. I am your host, Austin Proctor, and joining me today on her phone, as always, is Gabrielle Platt. I'm doing the Disney filter thing so you can see what Disney person you are. Who are you? I'm d- doing it. I'm well, hurry up, because I would like to know. Is yes, this is the episode Ooh, where we're talking it. about all things Disney related. Uh, <laughs> I'm <so>. Aladdin. <laughs> Anyways, no, uh, so this episode, this is, first of all, fucking Happy New Year. This is the first episode in 2020. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nothing, go ahead. Oh, first episode for 2020, and we are uh, following suit. uh, That's not what I wanted to say. We're doing what we did last year when we started the year with talking about everything that's to come this year, so we're going to do the same thing now, but we have a few things we want to talk about because there's already a movie we've seen for 2020, saw it today. Not a good start, unfortunately, I hate to say, but yeah, we saw The Grudge uh, a couple hours ago. Ugh. Yeah, it was definitely a movie that happened, and I saw with my own eyes in theaters, so there's that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, last year was a much better start, because we had Escape Room as our first uh, horror movie, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, The Grudge was Sam Raimi produced with Lynn Shane, John Cho, and other people that I recognize from things, but can't remember their name, and I was like, cool, this is going to be good. The trailer looked good. I was like, yeah, it's R-rated. Woo! And then you watch it, and you're just like, "Hmm, that was, those were choices that were made for that, because it's not very good, unfortunately." I think they had the workings of a good film, and I think that some of the stuff got lost in the middle, and um, it could have been better. Yeah, I feel like that came down to editing, because I really did enjoy the story, and I liked what they did, except for the bouncing around. Uh, between 2004. For some reason, this was set in 2004 and 2006. I know that's when The Grudge came out originally, I think, was 2004. I think. I still don't know why they based it 15 years ago. And also, it didn't really look like it was 2004 because shit looked ancient. Oh, yeah. They were driving some old-ass cars. Yeah, they were driving old-ass cars. They had a TV, like a cabinet TV, which I feel like you'd see in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, their Windows system that they had on the computer screen looked very like Windows 98. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a very confusing movie. Uh, it did have really good uh, blood in it, though. And the acting was was good. You know, John Show was great. And Lynn Shane was uh, pretty fucking crazy in this one. But, I mean, I still felt like the acting was there. Wasn't the greatest, but it still was solid. I felt like they were trying to tie too many stories at once, which was a problem because you had to go into each story. So then every other story got less dedicated time. Well, didn't it, it took place around three different families, right? Four? Okay. Oh, my God. So you had the, um, the original family that lived in the house. Okay. You had the original detective, one of the two detectives that worked on the case. Well, you had the original detectives that worked on the case, the realtors for the house, Mm -hmm. the people that moved in the house, and then the new detective. Oh, yeah. And you had the lady that came in to visit the family that had uh, that was currently residing in the house. Um, oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay, yeah. good. So there God, was like yeah. seven different people's <laughs> stories going on. So that's a shit ton of stories to have to explain out. Well, and while I appreciate that they tried to do that, yeah, you tell trying to tell that many stories at once. I'm like, I don't. What do these have to do with each other besides the fucking house? Is <laughs> it evil? Like, is that the only thing holding this together? Because yes, I feel like you didn't have to go into that many stories. 
because I mean the original um, Japanese one was not that it was much much easier to understand. It just wasn't that scary to me. Although I did like the story, not not as not nearly as confusing as this new one. I was I was all over the place. Plus, I kept flashing backwards and forwards to like 2004, 2006. I was like, why are we doing this so much? Too much, too much. Yeah, they slow needed it down. to slim it down a little. And I had seen the ratings before we saw it. Uh, the ratings on Letterboxd were like 1.8, and I was like, oh, that's not good. Usually movies that are under a 2 are usually pretty bad, and yes. It was pretty bad, uh, but I will, like I said, I will give it credit for the blood that they used. There was one scene I was like, "Wow, that was that was pretty tight." Yeah. So don't really want to spoil this one too much. If you don't know what the grudge is, there's two other movies. Maybe go <laughs> maybe go watch one of those to get to get the story. But it is essentially just a cursed house that drags people in and murders the shit out of them. That's as that's as basic as I can put it. And uh, yeah, kind of wanted more from this. I was really excited because Sam Raimi was on as the producer. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great because he produced Crawl. And that was fucking amazing. No, nope, this one did not hit the mark. Uh, yeah. You wonder what the tagline for this one is? Hmm. It'll never let you go. Sounds like a attached boyfriend. <laughs> Toxic relationships. Don't ever leave me. Oh, man. So this, this movie cost, wow, an estimated about $10 million to make. And uh, hey, wow! At least it grossed seventeen million. So hey, it made some money somehow, which is weird because like it just came out. So that, that's opening weekend for you. Wow, yeah. that's more than I thought it would make. Uh, anything else you uh, care to, to say on this one before we go to one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life? Wow, what big praise there, dude? Uh, no, I don't really have much to say on it. I saw it. I was like, yep, all right. Well, even I didn't have a lot. To, I didn't have a lot of feelings on it. I didn't dislike <laughs> it, but I just don't have a lot to say. It's one of those meh movies. I'll probably never see it again. Probably, yeah. Because at one point in time, when after they you know get to the the climax of the movie, I was like, oh, is that really all all you had to do? And then the ending, I was like, oh, that was a cool way to end it. And then it just goes to an outside shot of a house, and it just credits start rolling. And you're like, ah, that's a way to end a movie. All right, so yeah, it just it was just abrupt. Or like everyone just like oh. Oh, it's up. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll leave. <laughs> even, oh, oh, okay. Even Spencer was just like, oh, oh, all right. And we just like, I guess that's it. Do we do we wait? It's like after credits? I don't know. No. No, there was not. We didn't wait all the way to the end. But you were like, I'm leaving. I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess we're going. Uh, so yeah, that's the grudge from this year. Came out. Uh, and since we already saw this, we don't really need to talk about it on the uh, upcoming for this year. Because did it. Did it there today. 1130. Four people in the fucking theater. Yep. It was a lively bunch. There was a guy who was just fucking dead asleep on the end. Oh, yeah. He just <sighs> came in and like the movie hadn't even started yet. And he's out. I'm like, all right. I got, you do you, I guess. I got up to go to the bathroom right as the last trailer was going. And he's out. And I'm like, what? man. And he had a bunch of keys. I don't know what his deal was, but I had so many questions for him. It's a shame he wasn't awake. Um, all right. So let's move on to uh, something we saw Friday a couple days ago. Uh, Parasite. Wanted to see this for the 2019 year because it was a release, uh, released then, but w- didn't get around to it. And I have to say, if I would have seen that before we did our top 10, that would have been my number one. Yeah, because it's not... I wouldn't really call it a horror film um, because there's so many different aspects to the film. There's there's horror, there's thriller, there's drama, there's comedy. Like it pretty much covers all the topics. Hell, they even got some romance in there, even though it was kind of weird. But anyway, not the point. Pretty, point is, pretty forward. I don't, don't want to really. I personally don't want to give away anything from the plot because oh, no, we're I don't going either. in. We went in completely blind. We didn't even. We'd seen the poster. Yeah, that's um, it. And we just heard it was good, so we went. And 
was really pleasantly surprised at the layers to the film. Well, and what's crazy about this movie is it originally came out like sometime in October, and I had seen it on uh, the AMC app for a while, and I couldn't see any showtimes. And we, I was just scrolling through, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's playing Friday. Let's go see it." Yeah, we went in completely blind. All I knew was, all I heard about it was that it was amazing, and I saw it in Letterboxd had a four point six. Like one hundred and seventy thousand people had like reviewed it, so I was like, "Let's go, let's go check it out." AMC and uh, Disney Springs, and I was like, "Wow, that movie is it it's a bit long. It's two hours and twelve minutes, so it is a bit long." But I mean. There wasn't a point where I was not entertained because I was either laughing, I was either cringing because I was like, oh, this is really suspenseful, or I was horrified. It's just like, what's fucking happening? Total, yeah. total mind effort. And there, there's a lot of layers, not only to the story, but to the the context and like the social classes and character development. They just, it was a well-rounded film. Um but it didn't feel like something where they were like, we're going to make sure it comes full circle. It's just like the story just felt really complete without it being like, oh, we're going to do a wraparound kind of thing. Well, yeah. And even the ending is very bleak. Like it, it, it sets you up to go one way and then you find out what really happened. And you're just like, oh, shit. So it's a very, uh, very sad kind of somber ending. But like I said, you pretty much get put through every emotion. You start off laughing, then it kind of moves into, oh, this is getting kind of shifty to full on fucking horror. Just holy shit. And I was wondering why people were putting it on their top 10 horror list. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that makes sense. And then the ending, like I said, is just very uh, kind of sad and depressing. So, yep. Trust me, you'll feel every single fucking emotion going into this movie. And it's not like a lot to digest. It's pretty, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a heavy movie, but. It does ramp up by the end, and you're just like, holy shit. And it makes you think. It makes you think, yeah. Good social commentary, yeah. especially for that um, uh, culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and having personally lived in Korea. Exactly, yeah. Um, there was some things that I noticed um, with, like, Korean culture and, like, that I guess I didn't really think about, but when they were really contra- um, contrasting a lower... Um, social class versus a upscale social class like the differences became apparent like hell it's not a spoiler but like there's a simple thing where like you see this guy talking to his friend and he's poor as shit and he's got this really like what would be their equivalent of a buzz cut it's just like a really high trimmed haircut that's really simple and just a horrible haircut for anybody to have. <laughs> and then he's talking to his friend who's a university student who's well off. And he's got the long dyed, like, f- um, not like super long or anything, but like down to the ears, like flippy hair. And um, well, I was like, wow, I kind of never really thought about that as being um, establishing that you've got good m- or you've got um, plenty of money. The haircut like it, it was just random little things I didn't really think about. And even the director um, said that the the job he chose for the main character, he chose specifically because it was the only way someone from a lower social class and a higher social class would interact with each other because they just don't. Yeah. And I didn't ordinarily. know that. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. But since you you know live there, you obviously know much more about it than I do. So I found that very interesting. Yes. Uh, yeah, we don't really want to say too much about the plot because it is really good to just go in blind, not knowing what to expect, because I thought it was going to be a full-on horror movie, and I was laughing for probably about the first 45 minutes. Like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, their their t- style of comedy is phenomenal, and I think it's I think it's 
I find it very enjoyable. Yes. Uh, now, I will say about this movie, which is really cool. This is the same guy. Uh, I'm going to butcher your name, dude. I'm sorry. Bong Joon-ho. Am I, if I'm saying that right, I don't know. Hell, I'm not reading his name right now. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, that's saying. right. You're not on the same page as me. He uh, also did. He also directed Okja, Snowpiercer, and The Host. So, which are three completely different styles of movie. He can. He's pretty good at uh, doing like lots of um, um, genres. <laughs> uh, he's also really good at the layers and the reveals and the backstories. Like he, he puts a lot of depth in his films with that without. Oh yeah, because Snowpiercer was great. Yeah, and he doesn't like diverge into several different storylines. It's one central storyline, but somehow still manages to give each character that space to develop themselves. Yeah, every single the family of four, they they're all they almost all have their own storyline, but it's all together. It's so hard to explain, but it's it's a really good movie. Yeah. Um this makes me want to watch The Host now because I've been wanting to watch The Host for a while. I heard about it. Heard it was really good. But now that I know it's from the same director, definitely want to check that out and put that on our list to watch uh, Watch here soon. And wasn't one of the oh, – so one of the actors was from Train to Busan, right? Jesus, Sewell, she's so loud. Yes. Which one? Who, who was that? Who uh, was that guy? It was the main, the main son, right? Yeah. Oh, God. What was his name? Sun Kian Lee. Holy cow. That guy. It's it's super difficult to say Korean names sometimes. It really is. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, Parasite uh, which should be coming to VOD January 14th, I believe. That's what Amazon said. So check it out then because we just happened to be lucky that it was in theater. So Yay. Yay for two showings. Um, so let's move on to what's coming this year. Wow, we're not going to talk about the most horrifying movie of 2019. Oh, God, yes. Have at it. It was cats. <laughs> yeah, um, we're not going to get into a full depth thing about it because there's just so much to unpack with that film. But if you were wondering, because everyone keeps hearing, and yes, we went and saw that film. Oh, it was um, a dumpster fire. I was ready to leave two minutes in, um, yet we stayed till the credits. Um because, dude, it was like it was like a train wreck. I wanted to like not look, and I was like, <laughs> I've got to see how this plays out. And I was mortified for an hour and forty three minutes. I think it was. And I feel bad mortified. because you know the actors. You could tell they were they were trying their best. They were really you know going for it. But it's man, just like a, first off. Cats is a horrible musical. I tried to listen to it again. Um, I used to like it as a kid, um, probably because I didn't realize how bad it was because I was a kid. Um, but it's a really mismatch musical that doesn't make sense. And the director casually tried to insert some sort of plot line, um, which kind of worked, but was also confusing because it involved magic, like real magic. Oh, yeah, and, uh, that whole magic bit. And also, Idris Elba was probably the most un unsettling thing about that movie when he actually took off his, like... His weird cat body yeah. was upsetting. Oh, upsetting. Um, as were people's faces, <laughs> the, the digital errors were also a lot. Because oh, there, so there, there were so many things where you were like, I don't think I'm supposed to see this, or I don't think their face is supposed to float around on their head, it, but it kind of seems to keep moving around a bit. It's uncomfortable. Also, they didn't show any cat butts, buttholes. Like, I don't know what, what happened there. Just no, saying. but they did show a lot of crotch shots for um, <laughs> having Ken dolled everybody. There were a lot of crotch shots. 
Um, especially Rebel Wilson. Honestly, if she was in more of that, I might have enjoyed it because her parts were, I was like, oh, it's Rebel Wilson. She's funny. And then the rest of the movie, I was just like, oh my God, I need to leave. I can't not watch this though. The point is, is if you want a film that's unsettling, it's Cats. Oh, it's, yeah, that would actually, that would take my number one horror movie of 2019 because I've never been more mortified in my life. So, R.I.P. Cats. R.I.P. to all that money you just oh, wasted. And, um, shout out to Will for one of the funnier things I've heard th- um, this past year when he said, it's losing so much money, I hope that means it doesn't ever get released to <laughs> DVD and Blu-ray. God, wouldn't that be the greatest? It just died. After it came out of theaters, it was like, and we're done. Oh, financially, no one, it bombed. Yeah, like, no one's going to fucking buy this on DVD or Blu-ray. So enjoy all that wasted money. Anyways, enough about that because now I all I have is pictures of cats and oh god, even oh I don't even want, we have to move on we have, we have to, to move, move on, on I can't it's, it's gonna go we, on forever it's gonna go on forever okay so the first thing that came out this year as to my knowledge that we that we have seen at least is the Grudge I'm not gonna talk about that that came out on January fourth uh, since we've already talked about it we will skip to the next one which comes out. This coming weekend, uh, January 10th, and that's underwater. And this looks pretty fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it looks like it's got a pretty solid cast. Um, while they're revealing stuff about the plot, they're not going too crazy, I think. Um, they're just on the edge there. So you don't quite know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you have not heard about this one, uh, Underwater is a crew of aquatic researchers. That was really tough to say. Uh, They work down to like the bottom of the ocean, like seven miles down or some shit like that. And uh, shit like that, some shit like that. Something hits. You don't see what it is. It like causes water to go inside the station that they're in and they have to like you know, quarantine themselves off so they don't fucking get, dr- like, get drowned. <laughs> they don't, so they don't drown. Get drowned. And then uh, at some point, they all put on suits to walk across the bottom of the ocean to another part, I, is what I'm assuming, and shit starts going down. Uh, so it seems it's like it's going to be very sea monster-esque, obviously. Uh, maybe like uh, Alien, but underwater. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Um, as long as it does better than, uh, what is it, the, the Sphere. <laughs> The Sphere. Uh, what a bad movie. What is that about? It's an underwater thing um, with a psychic connection. Um, oh. and Queen Latifah's in it. Okay. And I'm out. Uh, I think <laughs> and it's I'm a done. Dean Koontz book or something like that. No, that sounds about right. So yeah, underwater. Now the cast is pretty interesting for this because we've got Kristen Stewart, who uh, I've been coming to like more, uh, especially after American Ultra. Where the fuck? Oh, there's the cast. This is weird. I've never looked at this on an iPad. So you got Kristen Stewart, T.J. Miller, uh, and that's about all I recognize from the cast. Yeah, there's actually more people in it. Than well, that. of course, there's more people. You have Jessica Henwick, who I don't even know who the fuck she is. Where are oh. you from, lady? Uh, Oh, she's from Game of Thrones. Okay. Gods and Heroes. Hmm. Never heard of her. Yeah. Uh, Sphere, a spaceship is discovered under th- uh, 300 years worth of coral growth at the bottom of the ocean. That's what it is. It's got <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, oh Sharon Stone, and Samuel L. Jackson. So, oh my, so we, okay, so we have to watch this now at this point. Queen Latifah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I thought Queen Latifah was like the main star. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. No, 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 no. It's so much weirder than that. I think someone gets murdered by with by jellyfish. <laughs> Fucking perfect. 
I'm down with that. Uh, yeah, so Underwater does look pretty fun. I'm not. I'm obviously not expecting anything brilliant. Uh, it's PG-13. It's only about an hour and 35, but it does look fun because uh, it does. It looked, that cast just looks interesting. Christian Stewart and TJ Miller together underwater. Plus, she's got that wacky buzz cut Eminem hair. Should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to see her in it. I, I've actually, because I know she got a lot of hate for Twilight, obviously. But, I mean, she was playing the character the way it was written. Um, anything else I've seen her in, I've always found her enjoyable as a character. Except... Snow White and the Huntsman. Horrible, horrible movie. The second one was better. Okay. First one, terrible. All right. But everything other than that, I've liked her in. Sorry, I was, took a sip right as you stopped. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, American Ultra, she was great in. And even though I wasn't really fond of Charlie's Angels, the remake, I, I did like her. She was very, very funny on that. So Yeah, she was Coming spastic. to like her more. Yeah, she was spastic. Yeah, it was great. All right, so that comes out January 10th. Uh, why don't you tell us about the one coming out January January 24th, which looks pretty fun. The Turning. The Turning. The Turning. Um, Finn Wolfhard is in more movies. Such a weird fucking name. Just going to throw that out there. Such a weird kid. <laughs> nah. um, he's in it. Um, Mackenzie Davis, who is in that new Terminator movie and also in Blade Runner 2049. Oh, shit. Um, okay. She is a governess who goes to stay at a um, house and take care of these two children after their parents die and um, weird things start happening around the house. Apparently, it is a modern take on Henry James's novella, The Turn of the Screw. Oh, shit. For real? I've heard about I've heard about the novella. Now I should read it. I will. <laughs> um, it does look a little creepy. Um, I'm worried they're giving away too much in the trailer. Um, Probably. Uh, Finn Wolfhard's coming off a bit douchey in the trailer. Um, but I, I am looking forward to seeing it. Um, yeah. Wait, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, the, trailer, the trailer does, uh, seems like it does give away a bit too much but it does look like it's going to be that creepy kid haunted house mashup so it it could work yeah i mean it it, could work it's probably going to be you know somewhat predictable um because it's that standard setup but i I think it'll the kids are going to come off creepy and um I have the sneaking suspicion it's going to be a combination of the little girl being creepy girl and the um the older brother being uh, douchey slash overly creepy towards an older woman for no reason. Um, that's really going to like sell the film. Well, here's an interesting fact about this film. The director, uh, her name is Floria Sigs or something. Uh, she has done some episodes of American God, uh, The Handmaiden's Tale, and she did The Runaways and Daredevil. So she's got an interesting uh, interesting filmography there. God, she's directed 83 things. She's crushing it. Okay. You know, that that's pretty good because she's got... Oh, and she's done Hemlock Grove too. Well, she's done a whole bunch of stuff. So, hey, this this could end up being a pretty, uh, pretty decent flick here. You know, January usually is the month where studios just kind of dump whatever they have. Uh, it's typically known that January is not the greatest time for releases for any movie. But, I mean, last year was pretty fucking good with Escape Room. Uh, This year is definitely off to a much worse start. But uh, that one comes out January 24th, so a couple couple of weeks. Um, Yeah, that that one should be pretty fun. It's it's another PG-13, though, so 
I don't know. It's a lot of PG thirteen horror movies coming out this year, which that's because they want to get teenagers into setting. I need that's my what happened in the two thousands. <laughs> what are we reverting back to the two thousands? Yes, not. but I'm I'm not going back to chunky highlights. It's too much. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, Gretel and Hansel coming out January thirty first, twenty twenty, and uh, as you can imagine, it is Hansel and Gretel, you know, a, a grim fairy tale. Whoa. Ladies first. What? Gretel and Hansel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not Hansel and Gretel. Fuck that. We're flipping it around. And uh, it's cool because uh, Gretel is played by Sophia Lillis, who was um, What's-Her-Face from It, Peppermint Patty, uh, Molly Ringwald. What was her name? Um, late. Wow. You're, <laughs> what, there's so much weird about what you're saying. <laughs> the fuck is her name? Bev. Bev. I was going to say Beth. That was close. Halfway there. Halfway there. So yeah, she's in this, and the little kid, oh, Samuel Leakey. Why is that so funny? I don't know why. Oh my God, keep going. <laughs> uh, he is a tiny little kid who hasn't done shit, so this is probably like his first uh, big deal type of thing. Uh, so yeah, this is just it's just a grim version of Gretel and Hansel, and it's a fucking another PG-13 movie. Oh, and the... Um the lady that plays the witch has been in a bunch of stuff, too. Ooh, has she been in The Witch? She was in Silent Hill. That horrible movie. <laughs> that terrible thing that happened. Uh, she was, um, oh, what's that damn vampire movie? Because I knew she was in it. Oh, God. Let me start naming uh, off every single the one. The Little Vampire. The one with... Um, little Nikki? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 with Jonathan Lipnicki. The little... Yeah, see, that's why oh. I agree to that. <laughs> Fuck, what was that one? It said the little vampire. That's what it's called. Oh, I thought you were saying he was a little vampire. What was the name of the movie? No, it was the little <laughs> vampire. He was the oh, mom. Oh, yeah, er, yeah. Sorry, she was the mom in that one. He fair. was the mom. And she was in, Jesus, she was in Dinotopia. Dinotopia? What in the balls? That uh, That's actually based on a book. It's um a TV series about oh. a world where someone gets transported to a world where dinosaurs still existed and they... Live in harmony with people. Yeah. Wow. The Little Vampire, 2000. Huh. Um, and oh. she was also in Star Trek a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Lots of Star Trek. Lots of Star Trek. Okay, so the director, oh, no. Oh, she's that crazy chick. Wow, I didn't recognize her. I don't know how much hope I have for this movie, unfortunately, after seeing who the director is. Why? Who is it? Uh, it's a guy named Osgood Perkins, and he did a movie called I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in This House. And I, I don't, I hope I don't offend anybody. It, I just, the movie was so boring. It was shot very well, and I appreciated the cinematography and a few other things. But overall, I just felt it was very bland and didn't really give me anything that I wanted. But he did do The Black Coat's Daughter, and that was a good one, so... Okay, what's actually Hit more important what? is that he was in Legally Blonde. He was the weird guy who had the really high buttoned up collar and um, was uncomfortable speaking to everyone. Oh, shit. He is was he in, in Dead, Dead and Breakfast? Breakfast. I was just going to say, he was in, because I've never seen Legally Blonde. So, uh, Dead and Breakfast, okay. That is, we will actually be reviewing that. Yes, um, we Because will. I'm in charge of the uh, musical episode, and that is actually a horror Oh, musical. shit, he was in Psycho too as well. I haven't seen that, but that's cool. I'll look out for him in that when I watch it. Damn. All right, so, I don't know, maybe. I, I just, I was not a fan of the, uh, I am the pretty thing that lives in this house or in these walls or whatever the hell it was. Okay, but more importantly, Dead and Breakfast. But he was an actor in that. He didn't direct it. 
Okay, I'm talking about his acting credentials because those are good. Wow. Why are I, you yelling at me? Sorry, I'm just, I opened up Dead <coughs> Breakfast and I did not realize how many cast people I now recognize that these were a bunch of unknown fucking people. Oh, uh, yes, cast I, people. Cast people. You know, the people In of 2004, the cast. these people were a bunch of randos and then now they're, I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in this thing. Well, wasn't um, Bill Mosley in that? Wasn't Bill Mosley in Dead and Breakfast? Didn't you say he was something like that? No. Who would you say was in that? I don't know. Uh, Diedrich Bader's in it. That's not um, it. No, no, no. Let's see. Are we going to go on off a tangent on Dead and Breakfast or are we going to talk about it later? Bianca Lawson, that actress that always looks the same age. She's always a teenager. <laughs> yeah, there's like 15 of those. And Jeremy Sisto. Yeah, okay. Wow. Right. Can't wait to watch that. Anyway, but. Yeah, you still need to, you Gretel still, and Hansel. You still need to show me Dead and Breakfast. I just that was I recognized that and I was like, oh, he's in that. Cool. I can look out for him when I watch that. It's gonna be in the musical episode, guys. I got some sweet picks going for that. Yeah, well, they probably suck. They don't to me. Anyway, although one of them is called Suck. So there's that. <laughs> so ironically enough, uh, why don't you go ahead and fire off with Fantasy Island coming out on Valentine's Day? Perfect Romantic. date. Um, Perfect no, date. No, you said we could go see Harley Quinn. Double feature, it's fine. Fine. Um, <laughs> actually, funny enough, we just saw a trailer for this. The first trailer, yeah. Yeah, because we hadn't seen anything about it. I didn't know it was a thing. So um, I actually am really excited about this because this is a horror take on the 70s TV show. And it, it pretty much explains itself. It's Fantasy Island, people going to live out their fantasies. But they realize the fantasies aren't what they expected them to be. You know, the whole bait and switch. Like, uh, here, you can have this slice of cake. You have to eat the whole fucking cake, even if you throw up. Like, they they make it seem one way, and then it's just so much more horrifying, and they yeah. realize that they're part of something bigger. Um, it definitely has uh, some sweet cast members in it. Maggie Q's in there. Damn it, I was... Damn it. I'm doing it. She's from Divergent. That's where I know her from. And Balls of Fury. And she was also in Nikita, but yeah. Um, Not important. Balls and Fury, much more important. <laughs> Lucy Hale's in it. Um, Michael Pina. Uh, oh, but Michael fucking Truth or Dare. That's where I know Lucy Hale from. I was like, I know that also face. Pretty Little Liars. And Scream 4. Um, but okay. yeah, you've got several people that you're going to point out and go, hey, that guy. Hey, that guy. So Yeah, Michael Pena, I'm very excited because he's just fucking hilarious and pretty much anything he's ever been in. So I'm excited for that. Uh, this one's not rated yet, so I have no idea. Probably debating about. Hey, I'm fucking give it the R. Give it the R. Now, Jeff Wadlow, he's the uh, director. He did Truth or Dare. He did Kick-Ass 2. He did. He produced some of Bates Motel. So he's got a pretty awesome uh, resume there. And what's cool about this one is. Because I saw from the producers of Get Out and Halloween, so I went to the producer section, and our boy Ryan Turek from uh, Shockwaves Podcast, he's co he's co-producing this, so I know it will be fucking awesome because he uh, helped produce Halloween, and he's helped producing all the Halloweens and a bunch of stuff for Blumhouse because he works there. So the fact that his name is on this, I'm fucking down because, uh, yeah, he does, he does a lot of good work. So keep, keep it up, Ryan. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, and that comes out, like I said, on Valentine's Day. Uh, no re no release, uh, or, sorry, no rating or, um, you know, time, like how long it is. I don't, I don't see any of that. So it's going to be fucking we'll get back to you with that shit probably like two days before it's out. So uh, let's go to the next one. What do we got here? 
Um, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, Brahms, the boy too. Very weird name, I'll say. Uh, I figured it would just be the boy too, colon Brahms, not Brahms, the boy too. Bit odd there. So as you can imagine, if you've seen The Boy, this is a follow-up sequel to that. And uh, according to IMDb, it says, After family moves into the Heelshire mansion, their young son soon makes friends with a lifelike doll called Brahms. And if you've seen the first one, uh, don't know um, uh, how there's a second one. So there's that. We're going to find out. I hope they revive him like Jason style with lightning and shit. That would be great. Some casual voodoo. Yeah, vo- any 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 way to resurrect him because I, I if if I could, if my memory serves me right, pretty sure that bitch was dead at the end of the first one. So spoiler alert in case you haven't seen that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, this looks pretty good. The first one, I love the first one. I thought the first one was fantastic. That one chick from Walking Dead is in it. Don't know her name, but she's in it. So Maggie. Yeah. Maggie. That's her name in Walking Dead. And I assume this is going to take place around the second or the the same mansion. I don't know what the fuck. Okay. So same place. uh, I'm still just curious at what's going to happen because the mom and dad killed themselves in the first movie. So what's going on? Who's living in this house? A lot of questions. We'll find out on February 21st of this year. Yes. Let's see who directed this shit. William Brent Bell. What have you done? Oh, shit. He did. Okay, he did the first boy. He did the devil inside. Oh shit. Okay, I'm about this even more now, and a, some other stuff I've never heard of. That's interesting. All right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Super excited about that. So February 21st, go check that shit out. And uh, why don't you take us on to the next one, Gabs, Gabby, lady, do it. Wow. <laughs> okay. The, so the next one, um, we've seen a couple trailers for. It's actually just the same trailer. Oh, sorry, Brahms the boy. Uh, it's uh, a rated PG-13. Which is coming out uh, February 28th, not Brahms the Boy 2, because we're done talking about that. Um, So the one I'm talking about is The Invisible Man. So this was going to be part of the Dark dark Universe with um, The Mummy. But since that movie bombed to shit, um, they decided to uh, re-angle this. And um, this one's got Elizabeth Moss in it and uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who's would most be known for uh the haunting of hill house oh um, yeah that dude he's the druggy brother the druggy guy um so anyway so this is about her she's in an abusive relationship and um she escapes her abuser gets away then finds out he's killed himself and she's inherited um millions of dollars from him five million oh, to be uh, exact but only on the... Could you stop that? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. But only on the um, contingency that she is not found to be mentally unfit uh, um, or unwell. Whatever. Just yeah, not, not so, well in the head. And then, of course, that's when weird things start happening. Fog, uh, she's standing outside on a cold night and there's fog behind her, like someone's breathing. A knife drops on the floor that was completely on the counter, like... Then she starts to go crazy and, um, yeah, like, uh, she thinks that someone's in the house with her and, uh, yeah, looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, because in the trailer they're like, so a man is trying to kill you who's in the room now who we can't see. And she's like, yes, like, uh, well, I don't think you're very well to have this $5 million. We're going to go ahead and take this. So it seems like it's going to be a pretty interesting movie. Well, I think it's a, go ahead. 
No, 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 go ahead. I think it's an interesting concept because what I'm getting is the vibe that as a last, um, there's another level of abuse. He is offering her the world, basically. Like, here's this money um, that you could be well off after everything you've been through. Also, I'm going to make you crazy. So not only do you not get the money, but you get put away when I make you seem like you're fucking bananas. Yeah, it seem, it seems interesting. I have no idea if this has any tithe to like the other, like the original Invisible Man because I know that was a thing. I I have no clue because I have not seen that. As far as I know, it's no. it's different. I I would assume so. This seems like a much more modern take on it. So yeah, because <laughs> it's more about it's definitely more about him as the Invisible Man, less about other people. So. Right. Well, e- either way, it looks really good. I haven't seen Elizabeth Moss in anything in I feel like a decade. Yeah, because she's been doing a, the Handmaid's Tale and getting like oh, recognized three years. the shit out of it. Oh, and she that's... was doing Mad Men. Oh, okay. Yep. She's so that's what it is. Busy, okay. Now, if you know, I just saw her in us. She was in us. Yeah, she's the blonde friend. Oh, true. All right. Get your shit together. I uh, didn't really care for that movie that much, so I wasn't really gonna pay attention to who was in it. I was like, I'm not gonna research. Plus, I only saw it once. Anyways, the director of this. You should know him if you are a huge fan of horror. Lee Whannell, he's done so much shit. Saw, Insidious, you know. Oh, wow. He was, oh he acted? He, he was an actor in fucking Aquaman? What? Crazy. So he's done, oh, he's, his, you know, his horror fucking repertoire of movies is, is huge. So I am expecting nothing but, you know, what he delivers, which is always an, always a good movie. I don't think I've ever seen really in, anything from him that I've not enjoyed in some way or another. And this comes out, like you said, on the, on the 28th. Uh, I don't know if this one has... This one does not have a rating either. So maybe it's teetering on R. Hope, hopefully, let's let's push for that hard R. No one likes PG-13 horror movies. They're just not that great. Hey, that's not true. Okay, for the most part, they're, they're like we... Oh, no, that one was rated R today. The Grudge. Son of a bitch. <laughs> point is not valid no i mean uh, there's plenty of pg-13 horror movies that i like but if it's just for the most part you know they're usually lacking that one thing and that's usually what makes them an r rating so still gonna go see this because uh, i've got lee winnell's name on it and uh let's see what the next movie is because my ipad is very slow Ooh, it's a quiet place part two look at that i'm very excited for this this is probably my most anticipated movie of the year maybe i don't know we out. don't know yet. We don't know. Well, I'm just saying I'm I'm excited for this. This one and Antlers, is, those are the two I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's following the events of the first uh, Quiet Place. So if you've seen that movie and know what that shit's about, uh, this is a, just a continuation of, of, of the story. It looks like they are going to dive into how everything happened because I did not watch the trailer in theaters today. I listened to it and it sounded like they were driving or something and they were in a car. So I feel like it's going to explain the events of what happened before we just saw them in the first movie because in the first movie you're just throwing into their world can't make a noise they don't explain anything really also interesting um while john krasinski is the writer and director on this one um he's not listed as an actor on this so they're probably doing that thing where they hold off because if they're doing flashbacks to when it started it'd be really hard to not include him, but I'm going to be interested to see how they avoid it if they want him to not be in it altogether. And I'm not going to say why he's not in this one. You'll just have to watch the first one. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm very, very excited. There's This is another one that is not rated. No running time, no nothing. 
I am just very excited to see how this is going to continue because the first one, when we watched it, I, my stress level was at my max for the whole movie. Just I was so fucking tense watching that. And if they can bring that same emotion back in this movie, then I'll probably like it just as much, if not more than the first one. Um, cause you already know how much shit they've gone through and now you're watching them continue on and it's going to be real hard for one lady and three kids to exist. That's, that's a lot of kids for one person. Side note. Um, I have to say that, uh, watching the first one, um, I saw someone do it. They, I read this list of like movies where people made horrible decisions in the film, like that were so stupid. You don't know why they did it. Um, and this was on there because the uh, daughter giving the toy to their youngest son um, in the beginning of the film. And they're like, why would you give a toy, a loud toy to a kid? And they're like, dude, do you not recall that she they took the batteries out of the toy first and she gave him the toy without the batteries? It was the kid that put the batteries back into the toy. Well, and also, she doesn't know how loud it's supposed to be. I mean, shit, she can't hear a goddamn thing. Yeah, so I was like, uh, kind of not fair for you guys to, like, shit on her when, uh, like, she literally thought it was safe because it had no batteries in it, and she has no idea how loud it is. Yeah, so cut her some slack, man. It's the end also, of times. she's time. a kid, damn. Yeah, she's a child. Uh, yeah, so I'm very, 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 very stoked for that one. I'm hoping it lives up to the hype of the first Quiet Place. Uh, take us on to the next one, and this will be interesting because you know you're you're into this stuff, pretty pretty hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fucking okay, hardcore. So the next one up is the New Mutants. We have been waiting a while for Fucking this one. Forever. They've been um, delaying this one for a good hot minute. Um, so I look forward to seeing what happens, but um. Basic setup, uh, five mutants who have been kept in an underground uh, facility um, discover their abilities and fight, uh, like, and band together to fight to break out. Um, got some really good cast members on it. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, who was in The Witch and Split and Glass. Hell yeah. Um, I've really been enjoying everything she's in. Maisie Williams. Needs no introduction. We all know who she is. <laughs> um, Antonio Banderas. Um, Fuck yeah, dude. I'm so excited. Charlie Heaton, who um, is in oh, Stranger Things. Yeah, he plays... Uh, oh, my Jonathan. God. Jonathan Byers. Yeah, there we go. And then, oh, Alice Braga. She's from uh, I Am Legend, Elysium, The New Predator. Okay, And okay. Repo Men. All right. That's a pretty solid cast right there. Um, I mean, for real. Yeah. It's not bad. I think they're going to do a pretty good job with it. I mean, I hope so, because I'm pretty sure it had a release date in 2019, got pushed back to another release date in 2019, and now got pushed back. I'm pretty sure it's gotten pushed back two, if not three times. So, fuck, I want to see this. And this is supposed supposed to be rated R. I thought they were going with an R rating. This doesn't have any rating here, but I'm from what I heard, pretty sure they're going with an R rating, which is great, because I'm loving all the movies that are coming out uh, that are R rated, that are, <laughs> excuse me like comic books and stuff. Now, this guy, Josh Boone, is the director. He doesn't have any directorial credits. Oh, wait, no, he's got five. Just kidding. Uh, he did The Fault in Our Stars and Stuck in Love. Wow. Oh, shit, he's directing some of The Stand, the new, uh, ooh. Hell to the yeah. Okay. Oh, That'll man. be interesting. 
still looking forward to seeing that. Oh, yeah, the new mutants. Yeah, so that comes out April 3rd again. No running time, no rating. Now let's move on to the next movie, which is... Oh, Antlers. Yes, this is another one of my uh, highly anticipated movies for uh, 2020. If you watch uh, the trailer, which you watched today, you watched the Red Band in theaters. I went to the bathroom because I did not want to see the Red Band. It doesn't show you a whole lot more. There's just more. Um, there's some extra blood and there's like you see a body and it's just like that's a lot. Well, they also kind of show the entire monster in the trailer. And you're like, I don't want to, I want that to be the big reveal because it, from what I'm getting at, it looks like there's this young kid who is feeding this unseen entity monster whatever he's feeding him like fucking what what did he throw at him in the trailer like a chicken or something some shit thought it was like a rabbit rabbit yeah so he's feeding this thing and that's all you pretty much that's all i got from the trailer because i did not want to watch a lot of it it does it's supposed to take place in oregon though so i found that i found that pretty cool and um yeah so this one just looks very ominous very dark very gritty and uh kind of raw and this one is rated r so if my knowledge serves me correct, this is the first one that I've seen for this year that's rated R. You know, they're either PG-13 or not not currently rated. Uh, and uh, Jesse Plemons is in this, and he's the dude, he's that ginger kid from everything. Oh, wow, he's in Black Mass, The Irishman, Battleship, Game Night, Jungle Cruise. Whoa, that's coming out 2020. So, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff, and I, I, partic- I like him. He's a very good actor. And then you have Carrie Russell from... Insidious? Felicity. Felicity. She was in the new Star Wars, too. Oh, <laughs> she was in the new Star Wars. No, she's from... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, she's from that alien movie. Ah! Dark Skies. Dark Skies. Yeah, that's where I know her from. She, she Yeah. Yes. Not from Felicity. I've never seen Felicity. She's what? a star of Felicity. Well, fucking, she's from Felicity, then. So, yeah, this this looks like a really, uh, really good time. Comes out April 17th. Let's see who this director is. Scott Cooper. Wh- what have you done? What have you done, guy? Crazy Heart? What the fuck is that? Oh, he directed Black Mass. Okay. Yeah, this will be a good time. Looking forward to this one. Looking like it's going to be spooky as fuck, and I can't wait to see that, uh, that monster. So uh, take us to the next one there, lady. All right, next one. Um, I thought this was a Jordan Peele, but it's just the guys who produced um, Get Out and Us. It's um, Antebellum. Which is going to have Janelle Monet in it, um, who's a singer ordinarily. I, d- I don't know if she's actually acted in anything else. Um, okay, she has done a few acting roles, not like a bunch, but she's done four others. Um, and it's a successful author, Veronica, finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind bending mystery before it's too late. We've seen the trailer for this. Um, it looks like some sort of um, overlap between the present and um, like slave era America because yeah. it looks like she is a well-to-do um, b- like boss ass bitch woman like she she's bitch <laughs> she looks like a boss lady um, like with some sick suits and outfits and like well-to-do and then also um she like she's out with her friends and they're walking across the street and suddenly a horse and carriage blip in front of them and like um then she's in a field a cotton field um dressed as a slave and looking up and there's an airplane that blips in and out so it looks like it is going to be pretty mind-bending it looks really fun um and ooh, jenna malone's in it 
what she do? She has been in the Hunger Games and saved. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, she was uh, Joanna Mason. She's the one who takes her dress off in the elevator in the second <laughs> movie. Um, I love me some Jenna Malone specifically because of Saved. Um, oh, I was about to say specifically because she takes her dress off. <laughs> Damn, okay. That. That sort of works for you, dude. No, uh, because of Saved. Uh, but apparently she was also in... Um, what the hell is that movie called? Neon, the Neon Demon, which I oh to see, yeah yeah yeah, I've heard of saw. that one. Yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, all right. Yeah, and the girl who played Precious um, Gabori Sidib, um, I apologize for not saying that right because I know I didn't. Yeah, that's okay. Um, she will also be in this as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll see it. I I'm actually looking forward to it because it looks like a uh, it's going to be an interesting crossover well it's just one of those movies where they don't show enough to grip me and but i don't you know i don't want to know everything so i I, you know i'm gonna go see it i just i don't really know what to expect so i guess that's a good thing then because i'm not really sure what the fuck's gonna happen so when was that one coming out that is march april april 24th april 24th okay all right uh so the next one expected now all these later ones that we're going to talk about are like expected to be at this time so i don't know how accurate it's going to be they might get pushed back three times like new mutants so i guess we'll see uh the new saw movie it, it doesn't even have a name yet it's just untitled saw project expected may 15th of this year and uh no description besides it's described as a reimagining of the horror film saw so are we going to see something similar? Like, I don't, I don't know. There was eight of those movies, so I'm not sure what... I don't know what's going to happen. So it could just be something that's related to... I don't know. But I will say the cast is pretty awesome because <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is in this. Chris Rock is in this. And uh, who else? I just saw someone else that I recognized. I don't know where they went. I've already oh. looked up the director and I'm excited. Yeah, Darren Lynn Bowsman. He's done like every <laughs> every fucking Saw movie, essentially. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did two and on. Because no, Lee, Lee won. Done two, three, four. That's it. Okay, then he must have been a producer on four, five, and six because I've seen his name attached to those movies. Dude, he directed Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, yeah? What's up? What up? Oh, he wasn't a producer on those. Weird. Anyway, so yeah, he's done, okay, so he's done 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm excited to see this because Saw 2, 3, and 4 were some of the best, those were some of the best Saws. Um, and I, I thought, it was weird because I thought Chris Rock was directing this because we had talked about this a lot, like when it first came, when I first heard the news of a new Saw, and I'm pretty sure I saw Chris Rock was the director. He's just a producer. He's he also the story by okay. Chris Rock. Okay, so this will be interesting to see because not only is bowsman back but you have chris rock and samuel l jackson in a saw movie i guess they're gonna play cops like are they victims because i mean no they can't be victims samuel jackson is top build so he's got to be main dude in this movie which i can't wait him to hear him say motherfucker at least 16 times it's gonna be yeah. great and uh marisol nichols um is veronica's mom in um riverdale i am sick and tired of these motherfucking people in these motherfucking traps <laughs> um side note uh fun fact this film was partially filmed um outside of where my sister lives yeah she actually sent me a picture of uh filming in progress and it said it said like saw 10 or something on it i have i posted it on facebook when uh she sent it to me and i was like that is awesome so yeah because they filmed uh, they filmed all in canada yeah toronto ontario boom 
It is where my sister lives. That's what you already said. So Jen. <laughs> Jen. All right. Yeah, I'm very excited for that because it just sounds it just sounds interesting. Reimagining of Saw. Let's get it. It's gonna be the ninth one. It's not it's not too many, I promise. I love them. All right, next go. You do it. Number thirteen. We have so many to get through. Let's Candyman. Let's, let's rapid it's fire through this. It. It's Candyman. Um, <laughs> it's being uh, listed as a spiritual sequel to Candyman. Um, Which one? There was like two or three. So, like the first one. The nineteen ninety two horror film Candyman. I know. I'm just saying there was Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh, and I'm pretty sure there was another one. So I, I, I assume that they're meaning you know spiritual sequel to the first one so yeah um so what i'm getting from this is it's gonna be um like a return to the origins of where Candyman started so there's not a whole lot to the plot because it, it's mostly about how it's a spiritual sequel um well when we talked about this when i had initially heard about it i, I, I talked about the director and you know clive barker is a writer so it's got a bunch of people that are awesome Involved in this movie, and uh, it's expected June 12th again with no running time and no rating. Yeah, also, it looks like they had originally considered someone else for the role of um, Candyman, and they did not go th- with that. Uh, yeah, they did. No, because Tony Todd is listed as Candyman, he's listed as Sticks. Oh. <laughs> So then they don't have anyone listed. Well, that's what I'm confused about because I originally heard that Yaha Abdul, uh, I can't see the rest of his name, that guy, he was supposed to be Candyman. And then I saw another article that's like, Tony Todd's back, it's Candyman. And now I just see him listed as Sticks. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening with this movie? Who is Candyman? What's happening? I can't seem to get a clear answer. Very frustrating. So, well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out June 12th. Ah, okay, Lakeith Stanfield. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, from, yeah. Uh, sorry to bother uh, you. Yeah, sorry to bother you. Yes. Yes, we're everyone... Never mind, that's a spoiler. Never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up because that was a really weird thing that happened. It went movie. from really fun, <laughs> interesting commentary to, to what? bizarre as fuck. And you know what? I still liked that movie. No, I still it loved was just, it. They, they were like, no fucks given. We're going for it. Yeah, it was uh, quite interesting. Go check that out if you have uh, some extra time. Let's move on to the next and one. no small children in the room. It's kind of rapid fire here because there's like 20 more we have to get through. Uh, untitled Purge sequel. I can tell you right now, I'm not interested. Don't care. I pretty much stopped watching after the, after the third one. Oh, it's the final one. <laughs> Literally. I, th- I thought the third one was the final one. Then they did the first Purge, which now is confusing because when I say, hey, let's watch a Purge movie. And then they say, someone says, which one? I'll say the first Purge. And then they're like, wait, the first Purge or the first Purge? Fucking confusing. OG Purge or the first Purge? Shut up. Anyways, uh, I mean, I obviously am going to go see it because it's what I do. I, any horror movie that's coming out that I can go see in theaters, I'm going to go see. I just, I don't care. There's two, five too many. Still need to watch the first Purge, fourth Purge, that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's, there's nothing released about it. No time, no nothing. Just the fact that it's coming out. Uh, the director... Uh, oh God! He directed Romeo, or he is a second unit director on Romeo and Juliet. Oh my God! The one that you just watched, the '96 one with DiCaprio and, and Claire Danes. Good film, good film, classic. And you know what? <laughs> um, facts though. Ask anybody which version of Romeo and Juliet is their famous <coughs> uh, is their favorite. 
99% of the time they're going to say that one because they, they did so much with it. It wasn't boring. It was fun. Welcome to Gabby Talks About. <laughs> I could talk about it for a while. Oh, I almost bought a dress with Claire Danes as Juliet on her little. With Claire Danes? You know her? I wish. Um, <laughs> no, it was like a silk dress, but like the print on it was Claire Danes dead as Juliet, like with candles around her and angels. I'm like, who made this into a dress? Also, I looked good in that dress. Why didn't you buy it? Um. Because I thought you would look at me weird if I had dead Claire Danes on a dress. That would have been hilarious. We're, we're derailing here, though. We'll get back on track, lady. Get back on track. Okay, so Pur- back to uh, Romeo and Juliet. Purge. Oh, oh, I got confused. Anyways, this is expected June 10th. It usually comes out around that time in the 4th of July. I'm surprised it's not coming out 4th of July weekend, but whatever. Uh, so, yeah, go check that out if you want to have a fun time, maybe, kind of. I don't know. All right, move on to the next one. What you got? Oh, the next one. Is it Empty Man? Empty Man. Stupid. Okay, so I'm going to say that it upsets me that my Apple products have forced me to lock everything. I hate that. Um, Anyway, it's the Empty Man. Um, Expected August 7th. Um, this is a, I'm just going to read it because I have no idea what this is. Yeah, no, no title On the trail yet. of a missing girl, an ex-cop comes across a secretive group attempting to summon a terrifying supernatural entity fuck yeah bro i'm in I'm, so ritual I'm, sacrifice maybe yep we, there's not even a poster for it but it's r and that description fuck yeah i'm in whatever and let's here's do this all shit. the oh, cast God. members i recognize steven root he was in office space oh my god and he was in dodgeball have you seen oh my, my deeper oh uh, what oh yeah my de- yeah the <laughs> That's it. That's the guy. That's the only guy. Like, wow. I I look forward to seeing him. Why does Aaron Poole not look like himself in this in this picture of him? He does not look like Aaron Poole. Who the fuck is Aaron Poole? Aaron Poole's a guy from Breaking Bad, right? Isn't he? No, that's Aaron Paul. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, sorry. Fucking close enough. Oh, though Aaron Poole is that is that guy in that weird movie, The Void. Oh my God, I really have been wanting to rewatch that because seriously, it was very upsetting. Good practical effects. Sorry, I thought it was. Oh yeah, that is Aaron Paul. Aaron Poole. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> on to the next. I was like, one. why doesn't he look like himself? Uh, okay, Empty Man. But that is rated R though. So fuck yeah, man. Moving fuck yeah, fuck yeah. to the next one. My fucking iPad is so slow. Malignant malignant let's see what you have for uh oh know anything about this plot be first to add plot so nothing expected august 14th a film about a tumor that starts talking (laughs) and he sounds like michael kane (laughs) i'm just gonna bust out the tumor number from uh family guy i'm I'm a tumor tumor, i'm a tumor tumor, i'm a tumor that's not how it's i'm I'm a a tumor i'm a tumor i'm a tumor Oh, 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 I'm a tumor. That's what he says. Wow, you did that so wrong. It hurts me. That's what he does in Family Guy. I'm a tumor. 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 That's what I said. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it bad. Oh, 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 I'm a tumor. Wow. Oh, I'm a tumor. So to be clear, Austin has never heard the song Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. Yes, I have. Okay, so you think you'd be able to. Amadeus. Okay, now try to do that with the word tumor. No, <laughs> like, I, like, I like my way better. Go, whatever. God, we're never gonna finish this. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. James Wan is the director. Oh. Okay. I don't need. To ah, know. I found it. I don't need to know anything. What? 
The, uh, dude, focus. Oh, come on. Fucking don't tell me. Tell focus. me I look cute in this dress. You look beautiful. As a girl wearing focus. a dead Holy dress. shit. James Wan is the is the director of this movie coming out on August 14th called Malignant. I am in. That's all I need. His name is on it. I don't even fucking care if he just produced it. Everything he touches is gold. So move on to the next one, which I'm fuck I'm oh. s- I'm so upset with this fucking movie title. Hold on. Um the main actress in this it appears to be Malignant? is the one yeah. Is uh, Mia in Annabelle. She's the pregnant wife. Oh, tight. And um, she was the uh, reporter in Tag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. All right, move on to the next one, because I'm 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 upset with this title. It really makes me cringe. Do you want to talk about that one? Because I really want to talk about the next, next one. Whatever. So, The Conjuring 3, apparently titled The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, and Oh My God, Why? Just call it The Conjuring 3. That movie makes me cringe so hard. Like the devil made. Okay, well, not very excited for that title whatsoever. And uh, the plot is unknown. Third installment of the Conjuring franchise. That's it. Comes out on September 11th. It's probably gonna bomb. <laughs> probably. Did did you didn't get my joke? Never mind. I did get your joke. I just um moved on from it. Anyways. Uh, you know, the the classic crew is back. You've got Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, some kid named Julian Hi- Hilliard, Hilliard. What have you done, kid? Ooh, the co- oh, the color. Oh, he's the little kid, the cute little one. Yeah, from Haunting a Hill House. Luke. Also, he was in the color, uh, color out of space, which is, uh, got Nick Cage in it. Gotta see that shit, too. All right, so that's a pretty, uh, I'm, uh okay, that kid was good. He's precious. Yeah, he, he, he is. So yeah, there's no I don't know who knows. Maybe they'll go to fucking maybe it's like uh, I don't know Warrens do Africa or something. Warrens go to jail. Warrens say Warrens scared stupid. That would have been the greatest title right there. Warrens scared stupid. That would have wow. been perfect. Is this the the like parody version of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just I just named all the earnest. What do you mean? That's, I was God. Never mind. Fucking why? Talk about the next one. All right. The next one. Sorry, I just happened to see the title card and it looked interesting, so I clicked on it. And now I am interested. Oh, are you? Um, it's called Last Night in Soho. A young girl, passionate in fashion design, is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. So this also has... Anya Taylor Joy. In oh it. yeah, from she uh, gonna be busy. Yeah, um, busy bitch. And it also has Matt Smith, who was the eleventh Doctor. Oh my God, it's got Terrence Stamp. He, I, he's that dude from Yes Man and other things. I just, I know and him most from Yes Man. I don't he's know. He's also why. in. Um, no, wait, that's not him. Uh, oh, and the twins. The Weasley twins. The twins, Basil twins. Yeah, and um, Diana Rigg, who was um the. Really old chick from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, she's the one that did the thing that made everyone happy. You know who she is. You know who um, she is. So I'm actually looking forward to this. It looks pretty cool. There's one photo that looks pretty um, intense. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I, I've never heard anything about it. Neither but have I. But we, kn- we know now. Oh. September 25th. Okay. So yeah. Now I'm super into this. It's the guy who did Scott Pilgrim. Oh, wow. Uh, Baby Driver and Shaun of the Dead. 
damn, he, that's an interesting uh, list of movies there. Oh, and he did something for Grindhouse, for Hot Fuzz. Director. Oh, um, he directed something for Grindhouse. He directed Hot Fuzz and Spaced. Okay, so he's a solid director. Solid. Um, much excite. Much excite. Very, yeah. very hip. Am look good. Do what? Okay, so the next one, Halloween Kills, the second installment of the now trilogy, because thought they were just gonna do the one with Jamie Lee. She was like, "I'm done." <laughs> no, you're not. What? Okay, you're interrupting my story. Jamie Lee's like, I'm done. I'm done being Laurie Strode. And then, you know, Blumhouse is like, how about all this money? She's like, all right, I guess I'll come back. But I'm done. I'm really done after this. They're like, okay, but how about this money now? Okay, I'll do two more. God. So, yeah, it's just the second one. Halloween. I do love the names, though. Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. I like that. It's pretty cool. They're not doing one, two, three, or, you know, Resurrection, or fucking Curse, or whatever. Solid names. I dig it. Uh, not much really on the plot besides, um, I assume Myers will be back murdering the shit out of people. So that's pretty safe to assume, I'm going to say. What's super amusing is if you go look at the cast um, for this film versus the cast for the third film, because that's already started and you'll notice names missing. And then you're like, ah, I wonder who won't make it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, this is another one that is being produced by uh, Ryan Turek over at Blumhouse, uh, one of the co-hosts on the Shockwaves podcast, so I can expect it to be amazing. Who is the director? David Gordon Green. What have you... Okay, so he was a producer of the first Halloween, well, the 2018 first Halloween. Uh, he did Prince Avalanches. It's actually on my list. It's uh, Paul Rudd and Amelia Hirsch doing weird things, So uh, he, oh, he's, and he's doing Halloween Ends, too. Oh, he's a producer. Wait, did he really just direct this one? That's so weird. I don't know. Whatever. Should be good. I mean, it's coming from Blumhouse, and it's another Halloween movie. I, I think it'll be really good. So, yeah. next. Um, by the way, Anthony Michael Hall is in this. Um, Anthony Mike? Is Anthony C. Hall? Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Who, who dat? He's the nerd from The Breakfast Club. He's the bully in Edward Scissorhands. He was in that show, The Dead Zone, or whatever the hell it is. He's like an 80s icon. Sweet. He was also in 16 Candles. Right. I love all those movies that I've seen so many times. None of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Escape Room 2. That's the next movie. Um, Is that the title? Escape Room 2. A whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, they're going to need a longer title card. Um, they don't actually have one yet. There's no plot released. If you've seen the uh, first one last year, there were... Um, what was the the basic setup on that one was, you know, they were in an escape room they thought was a game. It turned out to be real. Um, well, they all got invited, remember. They all got that fancy, like, uh, you know, like pinhead Hellraiser box that they had to open or whatever the fuck that thing was called. Yeah, so we do have a couple returning cast members. Um, and then Isabel, is it Furman? From uh, Orphan, and she was Clove in the Hunger Games. Um, she will be in it as well. Uh, I like her, so... That should be fun. I'm guessing, I, I hope it's not something where someone else took over so they just fucking drop the end of the first film and then just ignore it because... No, the director's Adam Robitel. He did the first one, so... Okay, yeah, because yeah, they definitely set up the first film for a continuation and um, you could see everyone gearing up for what was to come next and I'm looking forward to seeing that play out. Yeah, because it was kind of a bizarre ending, but they did set the scope of the movie to a much broader, like, 
wow, okay, this is a huge thing now. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it, it did land a little weird, but like I said, it, it opened it up. So I, yeah, I'm excited they, to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, and the reason they made a sequel is because they had a budget of um, $9 million. Sorry. I know. I don't know what she's doing. She, keep making she keeps making throw up noises. Stop it, Zool. She's going to throw up on that power cord. Um, oh, anyway, sorry. Continue. Continue. Dog so is she, distracting uh, So the film room. was made for $9 million, but it grossed $150. So they made that with $9 million? Yeah. Wow. That seems like a much. I felt like it was like $20 million. It just seemed like a big. That seems like a really small budget for what they did with it. Yeah, huh. they thought it was a really well-developed film, a really interesting premise, and um, it was fun. Like, you just didn't know where it would go next, so I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, me too, and like I said, Adam Robitel is a director again. He also did uh, Taking of Deborah Logan, which if you listen to this podcast before, you know how much we, we highly praise that one, and he also did uh, Insidious The Last Key, which I wasn't too fond of, but nonetheless, he is a good director. That had some flaws, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it was the fourth one in the series, so it's kind of hard to you know be perfect at that point. All right, let's continue here with uh, Wrong Turn, the Foundation. Now, if you know anything about Wrong Turn, they I think they have uh, there's at least five Wrong Turns. There might be more. I'm pretty sure there's like five. Uh, so this one is uh, Wrong Turn, the Foundation. Friends hiking the Appalachian Trail are confronted by the Foundation, a community of people who have lived in the mountains for hundreds of years. So, cool. That sounds fun. Uh, this guy named Matthew Modine is in it, and he's uh, from he was a private joker in Full Metal Jacket. I don't know if you remember that movie, that gem. Yeah, I didn't actually see that ever. You haven't seen Full Metal? Oh. But I, I know who he is already, yeah. so... And he was also uh, 47 meters down. He also was played a small part in Weeds. Uh, let's That's see. probably where I know him from. Yeah, probably Weeds. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he played the mayor, I think, in Weeds. Oh, in Stranger uh, Things. He was in Stranger Things. Oh, he, yeah. He was oh, um, yeah. Papa. Papa, which is a weird thing. So, uh, yeah, this, you know, I'll go see it. Um, it's in post-production right now. No, uh, no release date, no running time, but it does sound... Oh, this, okay, this is the seventh entry in the franchise so there was yeah, there was six <laughs> so i was right i was i was almost right i knew there was a lot i haven't seen all of them i actually just bought the uh the second one to watch so slowly work our way to six before we watch this one uh go ahead with uh, the the next one Meg. oh man i already see a lot happening with this one uh it's called army of the dead oh my god yeah crystal is in it <laughs> hey i was getting there oh, sorry sorry um Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist of, heist of their lives. Interesting thoughts there. Uh, why would you need all that money um, if there's a zombie apocalypse? But anywho, um, yes. No. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. That Dave is Batista's in it. And mm. so is Garrett Dillahunt. I heart Garrett Dillon. Fucking Crystal Lee. You know what I have to say about this movie already? What? Snore. Fucking zombies. I don't care. See, Fucking I'm going to see it, it because um, I recognize several of the actors uh, and I like them. Um, so I will support them in their work. Oh, I mean, I'm going to go see it. I just, I'm, I'm so zombied out, man. I mean, Train to Busan was like the last, or no, One Cut of the Dead was 
the one that I was like, wow, this is a zombie movie, and I'm actually like interested because for the most part, it just seems like the same shit. That's a Netflix movie, so. Oh really? Oh yeah, right there on Netflix. Okay, just says coming soon. I I really like their uh, posters. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. See, I saw Army of the Dead and I saw the hand like that, and I thought it was gonna be like a follow up to the Dead Don't Die, like a I don't know, like a next like a sequel, but no, it's a uh, zombie heist. Wow, riveting. Let's let's go steal all the money. Hey, Zack Snyder's doing it. Who's that? He directed 300 and Watchmen and Man of Steel. Oh. So and like, Wonder. Oh, he produced Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he did. Well, okay. He did do Justice League. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you got to remember, some, sometimes with big studio movies like that, it's not the director's fault for why movies suck. It's the studio making them do it a certain way. Because that is a fucking thing with big production movies like that. Yeah. And he was a producer so. on... Um, Army, or sorry, on Aquaman, oh. and uh, he will be on Deadshot and Wonder Woman 1984. Deadshot, that looked pretty cool. Oh man, they are doing a Deadshot movie. I didn't know that. All right, so the next two are really weird. I'm just gonna run through them really quickly because I don't, frankly, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense because uh, all the movies that we've been talking about after the a Wrong Turn Foundation don't really have any expected release dates. Uh, Escape Room is expected November 30th. Halloween Kills is expected uh, August 16th and November or September 25th for Last Night in Soho because I don't think we actually said that. Uh, so everything now after is just 2020. So no idea when this is coming out, but there's two movies. One's called Fear Street. And one is called Fear Street 2. Uh, so they're doing the first and second one and releasing them d- together at the same time. Do you have to watch two before? Like, what's going on there? That's a really bizarre thing that's listed here on this imdb page (laughs) like fear street all right what's fear street about all right a murder mystery shakes up the town of shady hide ohio uh this is a feature adaptation of rl stein's book series oh okay so maybe this will be like a netflix thing maybe that's what i was kind of thinking maybe it was netflix maybe i don't know it says 20th century fox huh Interesting. So I guess the second one is just going to be, oh, there's more R.L. Stein books, which, I mean, I'm okay with. That's cool. It's just I thought it was very bizarre that they had a Fear Street and a Fear Street 2 coming out in the same year. So let's see what this one says. Uh, yeah, the second installment. Of the <laughs> Fear, oh, Fear Street Trilogy, in which campers and counselors from Sunnyvale face off against those from Shadyside. Sunny- yeah, I feel like that's a reveal. Uh, no, Sunnydale. Um, okay, sorry. I was like, uh. So uh, that sounds like kind of a reveal for the s- first one. Um, like a sorry. giveaway. That's weird. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the next one real, right here. Go ahead. There's someone inside your house. Ooh. Uh, a teenage girl is troubled by a series of murders occurring at her high school. I'm interested to see who the teenage girl is as there are three dudes for top billing right now. I was going to say, there's three um, guys with a really weird haircut. Oh, Theodore Pellerin. Yikes. uh, Sarah Dugdale? Dugdale? (laughs) What the fuck? Uh, She was an arrow? Okay. In the shadow of the moon? Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure that I know any of these people. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, yeah, this again, sometime this year, apparently. Okay. All right. We'll hold our breaths on that one. (sighs) Okay. The next one, uh, false positive. Now, I really hope that IMDb is accurate with all these. Um, 
whoever made this list because uh, this was like the first thing that popped up when I was like 2020 horror movies. I was like, cool, a list. Let's check it out. So <laughs> I hope we're not just talking about all this shit for no reason. Uh, false positive. The plot is currently unknown. Riveting. When a pregnancy test leads to murder. Bum, bum, bum. I'm just going to make up plots for these. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Do you want to go deeper into that one or do you want to just go to the next one? No, let's go to the next Damn one. Damn it. Go to the next one. I mean, you could say Thoreau and Sophia Busher in it. That's that's who's in that one. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Josh Hamilton. How oh, random. No. How random. Anywho, on Any to the hoosers. next film. Go ahead. Run, sweetheart, run. Uh, a woman tries to get home alive after her blind date turns violent. Ooh. Very... Um, Random cast. Not random. Well, no, I was going to say topical. You know, that's like a thing that happens nowadays, which is terrifying. This is, uh, let's, not, let's not get involved with that at all. I'm, I wonder if it's going to... I gonna... mean, what dates are you going on? We're married. No, I'm just saying like that. Is fucking... Oh, this is also a blind date, too. I was thinking like tender style. Never mind. Who, how are blind dates even a thing anymore? You know what uh, I mean? T- I mean, ours was a little blind. I still saw what you looked like before. That one Snapchat? I looked at your Facebook page. Stalker. <laughs> I've married my stalker. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah, totally. Someone gives me that a name. That way I can't go in that closet. Is it just filled with pictures of me? Yes, and Bible verses to keep all the evil in, just like Annabelle. Are you saying I'm evil? What? 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 All right, that doesn't sound interesting at all. Oh, but okay, but the next one, though. The Collected, super stoked for this one, ready for the third installment of this series of... What? Uh, Josh Stewart's back. Yeah, I know that, and exactly, he's back as Arkin. Like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm excited. Uh, the first two are great. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen the first two, go check those out, because those are fucking like Saw... They're like Saw-esque movies with the traps, but not in the same way of how that, like, you know... You know, Jigsaw's like, you can uh, make your choice, live or die. And this guy's like, I'm just going to try and kill you. So good luck. So <laughs> I always like that about the first two uh, two movies. And uh, I am very excited for this one. It's just uh, sometime this year. So uh, the sooner the better with this one because I'm you know, another highly anticipated movie. Yeah. Um, Don't sound so interested. You're like, you're like, I mean, I, I enjoyed them, but I will say those movies stress me out. It was lot. a lot. I remember watching both of them with you and I was like, oh man, I forgot how fucking like brutal these movies are. <laughs> so good. Uh, so I'm very, very, very excited for that one. Very. Yes, you are. Did I say I was very excited? Wow. The, the second one came out in 2012. So it had been a minute. It'd been like eight years. I'm ready. I'm ready. Go to the next one. What, what do we got? Okay. It's called Separation. Separation. A young girl finds solace in her artist father and ghost of her dead mother. Ooh. Um, I like that uh, poster, title card, or whatever you want. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, it's got Brian Cox in it. Um, Wait, Brian Cox? Yeah, who's been in X-Men, X2, Troy, Super Troopers. He's been in so much shit. I could have, I could have, I really honestly thought he died. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> like, who aren't you thinking of? No, um, I really thought I, I thought I, I thought he died. Oh shit, he's still alive. He's still doing it. I must be. I must be really confusing him with someone else. Okay, I'm excited. Oh, he was in Autopsy of Jane Doe. Fuck yeah, with Emilia Hirsch. That was a fucking fantastic movie. Penny Dreadful. Yeah, he's been uh, Super Troopers. I mean, this guy has been in everything. 
Yeah, seriously. Like, he's got outrageous amount of credits. Yes, very excited. Much happy. Uh, no running time. No, no, obviously no ratings. Just sometime this year, apparently. So. And the director of this did The Devil Inside and The Boy. Wait, what? Seriously? Yeah. What the fuck? We just talked about him a second ago. Yeah, and he's doing this movie. <laughs> what? Hell yeah. All right. He's been busy. Apparently 2020 is the year of being very busy. All right, and the next one. And horror movies. The next one. His House. Okay. Don't like the title already. Seems very... Oh, wow. Matt Smith is in this. Love him. He's busy this year, too. By the way, side note, super pissed. Amazon Prime had the season of Doctor Who I was watching. It fucking took it off, which means I can't fucking watch it, and I'm fucking mad about it. But really, or how mad are you? Fucking mad. Oh, my God. Anywho, uh, the His House. Okay. Uh, a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they are then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. Oh, apparently it comes out January 27th. Uh, where? Hello? Oh, United Kingdom? Uh, uh. I don't know. Whatever. Sure. Go see it. Oh, shit. Javier Botet is in this? What? Or Botet? I don't know how to say his name. If you know, or if you like, uh, God damn it, go to his freaking IMDb, Javier Bote. He's like the the long gangly guy, like Matt Jones that does a lot of, um, oh yeah, he was the hobo from It. Uh, he was the crooked man from Conjuring 2. Pretty sure he was Mama. Is that him? Is he Mama? Yeah, he's done a lot of, oh, he was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, shit. He been busy. He been bi- Oh, he was in Mara. He was that giant crinkly thing in Mara. Oh wow, yeah. And in City of Selaski. So this dude done a lot of things. Uh, I'll see that because if he's in it, he's probably playing some crazy creature. And uh, yeah, I very much like to see that happen right now. So next one. Hold on, I got into a little bit of a wormhole. Two seconds. You into a wormhole. You should have left. You should. A screenwriter travels to a remote house in the Alps with his family so that he can write a sequel to his big hit film, but he begins to regret his decision after suffering from a severe case of writer's block. Okay, The Shining? Hello? um, (laughs) What? Yeah. It's got Amanda Seyfried, uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin fucking Bacon? All right. And Jeff Bell. Who okay. uh, was in several other things? He's one of those guys where you see him and you're like, "Hey, that guy." That dude, I know you, dude. Oh, uh, the director David Cope, whatever his name was. Cope. He wrote Jurassic Park. He wrote Stir of Echoes. He's a writer on Mission Impossible, Spider Man. Wow. And he's just now directing something. Whoa, 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 whoa! He is doing the screenplay on an untitled Indiana Jones project. Wow. Uh, Harrison Ford is like 90 years old. He can't do anymore. Oh, he directed Secret Window. He's in this movie too. What is he going to is he going to be walking around with a fucking cane? Hey, he's oh, doing that hip. movie with that dog, so it's fine. No, anyway, I love Harrison Ford. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, so yeah, um his house No, no, not his house. What was this? You should have left. Oh my God. You, sh- you should have left. Get out of here before I murder you with an axe. All right. God, iPad. Could you go any slower? I'm sorry, everybody. This is this, did you embarrassing. See, see, see I'm it? embarrassed. Oh. You're embarrassed. We're all embarrassed. Well, the next one. Right now. 
The next one's called The Pale Door. Really dig the poster because it looks like a uh, what? I think this is the one that Doug wouldn't shut up about, but I don't remember. Oh, the Western one? Yeah, I think this oh, is shit. it. After a train robbery goes bad, two brothers leading a gang of cowboys must survive the night in a ghost town inhabited by a coven of witches. Fuck yeah, because the, 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 the poster is a silhouette of a dude bro lady person. Probably a lady. Wearing a, uh, a skull with horns on her head, and then you can see two... A cow skull. You can see two guys on horseback like like you know it's like it's hard to explain that looks and sounds awesome uh director aaron b Koontz, are you related to dean Koontz? because that's a you know it's not a very popular name just gonna go ahead and throw that out there uh he really has no oh, oh he produced starry eyes okay all right tight tight and camera obscura whatever that gem was interesting I'm liking all these uh, actors, directors who haven't really done too much doing things because that seems to be one of the themes of this year so far is, oh, yeah, you've done this and this. Oh, look at you now. Okay. Interesting cast sometime this year. The Pale Door. Next, lady. Are you in a wormhole again? Could you, you, you get back? No, get back. Oh, okay. I was waiting for you. Damn. Damn. Pale Door. Oh, uh, untitled Body Swap Thriller. After swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. Oh, it's like uh, Friday the 13th. Thir- <laughs> Freaky Friday. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, that's got 13th. Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, who would be, let's see, best known for, she was in Detective Pikachu, um, Blockers, and several other things. Um, and Alan Rook. Who was uh, Cameron in Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off? Untitled body swap thriller. Don't think of a fucking name yet. Wow. Get your shit together. Whatever. Sounds interesting. No, I'm just kidding. All right. And the last one that I have on this list, again, I'm sure there is plenty of other things coming out. There's probably a lot of stuff we missed. Some of this shit probably won't even come out. But here we are at the last one, and it's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. So That's a bummer. Yeah. No, but really. Are you divorcing me? <laughs> uh, this one is already interesting. It's already uh, I'm already interested in it because Jesse Plemons, who we talked about earlier, the ginger kid from all those movies, uh, is in this. And also Tony Collette is in this. So, yes. Yeah, I pretty much watch anything she's in. Pretty much watch anything, yes. Uh, an unexpected detour causes a woman who is trying to figure out how to break up with her boyfriend to rethink her life. So it's probably Tony Collette being crazy. It's like, oh, what do I do? Help me. Oh man, the uh, one of the main guys from uh, the Magicians is going to be in it. No oh, type. And David Thewlis, Thewlis, whatever Remus from Harry Potter. Remus, okay, that's cool. Oh. Sorry, I've started sniffling. Oh my god, it's okay. We're almost done here because that was the last one on the on the list. The only other one I have to talk about is Terrifier Two. Uh, that comes out sometime this year uh, at some point. I'm very, very excited for that because the first one, upsetting, very good uh, movie. It's a lot of blood, creepy clown. David Howard Thornton does a great job. And this one's cool because they were asking for $50,000 because they, you know, it's a crowdfunded uh, movie. They asked for $50,000. They got like over $200,000. And Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp is uh, going to be acting in it. And a whole bunch of other people. Uh, one of my buddies. 
Uh, Ricky is in it from 13X Studios, which is pretty tight. Bunch of stuff going on there. So, yeah, Terrifier 2 sometime next year. Very excited for that. It's going to be a fun time. Are you excited to see more people get saw- sawed in half? No, I didn't want to see the first movie, so. <laughs> yeah, you kind of just came into that movie right at the point where they were sawing her in half. And you're like, this is the movie I didn't want to see. Yeah, because I saw the clip of the girl getting sawed in half. And I'm like, wow, I never want to see that movie. And then I rolled right into it. I'm like, and here it is. And All here right. we go. We're doing it. And then you rewatched it with me and Tyranny. And it was a fun time. Yeah. Ready for the sequel. Fuck yeah. Uh, did you want to play trivia? No, I want to eat dinner. Oh, fine. All right. Well, that was our what's to come this year in 2020. Hope you enjoyed it. There is a lot of good stuff on the way, a lot of confusing stuff on the way, and a lot of things I really feel probably won't even happen because it's just there's a lot of weird shit on that list. So here's to hoping that bag stops moving on its own because that was creepy as shit. There's nothing in it. I like it keeps moving around. There's an empty bag of uh, what was a bag of skinny pop and it keeps twirling around creepily. It's not weird at all. It's because there's, it's the fans on. You're the fan, so. I am the fan. I am the fan. Uh, so yeah, and uh, we will be watching as many 2020 releases as possible. I hope to make 50 this year because this year or last year I did 35. So I'm hoping to step that number up a bunch with all the VOD shit that's coming out. Boom! Yeah, get at me. There's no follow-up to that. I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that. You're just on your... Fo- I don't know. I'm just trying to be dumb and stupid. You are dumb and stupid. Thank you. Oh, I try so hard. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until the next one, stay tuned. Stay spooky. Yeah. No. Yep. You stop that. You stop it. Stay spooky. That's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Stop it. What am I doing? Stay spooky. What? <laughs> fucking hate you goodbye goodbye (laughs) this is never gonna end you just want to have the last word don't you i do that sucks fucking bye bye